And welcome back into Indie B&B. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're joined by my great friend, former Clemson long snapper, turned rock star, Jim Brown. Jim, how are things up in Nashville? What's up, man? All is well. Just uh, just getting settled in. I actually just moved here a couple of weeks ago. So uh, getting settled in, man, but uh, trying to, trying to you know, get the roots down and uh, make, make, make a way for it. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, you mentioned you just moved into Nashville, um, so you're getting into the scene. But it doesn't seem like you're a stranger to the music, and, and your your secret music career. You know, I I've walked through your home in Clemson multiple times. <laughs> oh, never Lord. saw, never never really saw anything under the other than dirty clothes on the on the floor. So probably yeah. Where did this Where did this come from? Like, how long you've been doing this? Like, yeah. What's up with this? Give me Dude, the order. So- it's crazy how it started. When I, I tore my first ACL in ninth grade, I just picked up a guitar and started learning. Um, you know, I was like two weeks on a bedridden, right? And so I just started learning G chords, D chords, C chords, and uh, kind of tabled it during college. I'd play occasionally, you know, once a night or once, a, you know, two nights or so. And then um, <clears throat> once college was over, man, I just kind of latched on to, to one thing. I taught myself piano, taught myself guitar, started learning music theory, started learning um, really like the mechanics of, of music and then diving into songwriting and, um, you know, took vocal lessons kind of under the radar for about a year and uh, kind of secretly writing songs behind the scenes and then started hitting open mics, gradually got to cover songs, gigs, played a bunch of gigs around Charleston for about three or four years, uh, random bars and you know, parties, that sort of scene. And then, um, and then, yeah, started, just started releasing music this year. So it's been a, it's been a cool little, uh, cool little run. Wow. So, you know, we're, we're, what, what makes you want to just get, pick it back up, you know, post-college was there, you know, obviously I I share your sentiment playing college football. There's a, there's a hole in your life after, after you get done with a lot of time to fill. So yeah, was that partly into it or what was the, what was the main I thing? I think that's it. I think you get the nail on the head, man. It's like uh, a big piece of it, a big piece of you that you is all you've known is gone. And uh, you kind of fill the void with something else. And mine just happened to be the closest thing within arm, arm's reach. And the guitar, you know, I love it. Well, it's super, super cool and super healthy. Like what what are the things, you know, as you got through, like you took the, the you said you kind of took the vocal lessons and under the wraps. Like, yeah. was there a was there a circle that knew about the vocal lessons, or was yeah? They, I mean, like I was living with Stan at the time, so Stan knew about it. Shout out, Stan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would always pitch my new songs to him and a couple other buddies, and just you know put feelers out there. And I never really had the guts to to release music until this year. Um, a friend of mine, Grace Harrison, who's a songwriter in Texas, kind of pushed me pushed me to do it, and. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I always latched on to um, music that was I felt emotional to. Um, and so I, I kind of felt like I wanted to portray that and, and sort of do that as well, connect with people through music. And um, I, I don't know, I feel like I, I have the ability to do that. And it'd be a shame if I didn't, you know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, so Grace, you know, is pushing you in, you know, trying to get you to do, uh, you know, release music. What? What was kind of the the holdup for for the releasing of music? Was it just like you're like, hey man, I want to I want to get more gigs underneath my belt before yeah. you know, I start putting out originals? Or like, what was the what was kind of the holdup there? I, I think that I think a little bit of I, I've always wanted to be in a band. Uh, mm-hmm. There's only so much I can do with one guitar and a loop pedal. I, I do a lot of live looping when I play gigs, um, but the drummer and the bass just 
you know, you, you got to have them. So uh, I never really found, you know, a couple of guys that I, I jive with. And so I'm hoping that here, you know, now that I'm in Nashville, I'll find a couple of guys that I can jam with. I've already found a, a great group of guys that produced my, have been producing my music. Um, Garrett Stoner, guitarist, Alex DeVore, who's uh, actually the keyboard player for um, uh, Jody Messina, who does, um, you know, Heads Carolina, sure. Tales California. He's a really yeah, talented sure. uh, piano player. All in the last three songs, um, gotten to know them. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just uh, life short, and I'm I'm 30 this year, so why the hell not? You know, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, kind of take it take it back a little bit. You know, you 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 are starting to write songs. Like, what were some of the things that really got you going? Got you inspired to you know put words to a page? That you know, I know that's the hardest thing to do. So, what what is it? The things that you you know got you rolling to be like, oh yeah, I need yeah, to, I need to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I've got a lot of songs that um, that I've written that are, you know, are getting ready to be released. I've, I just went and recorded eight demos, 10 demos on, on Friday for hopefully my first album. Um, but really got on TikTok, man, and and started posting TikToks. And then the Murdoch murder trial happened. And I don't know if you heard about that down in South Carolina, which is... I heard a little thing about it. Yeah, which is where I'm from, that small town, right? And, you know, knew of the family and know, knew, knew some of them growing up. And um, I thought, man, like, what a cool marketing opportunity for me to come out of the gate. Like, if I write a song about this, because I, I know I know everybody in the town. I, I know the situation. Yeah. So I wrote that song and posted it on TikTok and then got a ton of traction on TikTok. And everybody's, you know, pushing me like, when is it coming out? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And so just felt this like external pressure, like even if I only do one song. I've got to get this out there so people can hear it. Um, but, you know, one song led to two songs, led to three songs, led to four. So now I'm, I'm just going to keep rolling, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that's interesting. What was the, uh, you know, with the, with the trial, like, is that, you know, is that the kind of the, you know, the premise for the devil and the gavel, I'm assuming, you know, that's the one yeah, that we, we, we got going. It's actually, the song is a lot deeper than I think what people that hear it listen to. Uh, I, I mean, I put a ton of thought into how that song should be designed. I, I don't know if you know the case, but basically uh, a dad murdered uh, his wife and his son. And then there's also a living son. Um, and so I wrote the first verse about the mom. And there's a lot of innuendos and uh, different oxymorons and things related to the case. Uh, the second verse is about uh, the other son that was killed. The bridge is about the living son. And then the every chorus is about the father, which is the devil and the gavel, which uh, has multiple meanings. But essentially, it means that it was where the devil met, you know, met his maker in my hometown at the courthouse where, you know, he's in jail now. So um, I tried to get it out before the court, the case was closed, but uh, I missed it by a couple of weeks. But hey, man, it, it's still cool. Um, you know, it, yeah, that's kind of how it went. I love it. I love it. I mean, like, that's totally, you know, being a storyteller, finding something that's an actual event going on and, you know, being able to relate to, you know, relate some music to it. So, you know, what, again, when you, when you kind of broke the song down and you were doing it, what made you want to make, you know, all right, verse one is going to be about mom. And like, let, let me, did that help you focus the writing a little bit or like, what was kind of the deciding? Yeah. I, I always, I always start with the music and start with a hook. And there had been a hook I'd been working on for a couple months on my electric. It sounded really gritty and, and nice. And it's actually the main theme of the song when you listen to it. Um, 
it's a it's sort of a it's a minor pentatonic just uh four or five notes repeated over and over again and i had been messing around with that on my electric and just the words came out it started with the first verse and then um the story was really easy to tell because of all the details right when i'm when i'm telling stories in other songs if i have to think back of old memories or i, I put myself in an external situation to try and write a song. I don't have that many details. I can create them, but when there's that much content for a song, like it was almost like I had to scale back. I could have written eight or nine verses, you know, but yeah, um, I kind of had to scale it back and take take the best of what I had, you know. It was funny man, actually, when, when the TikTok came out. Like I just released the the chorus, and I hadn't written the second the second verse or the bridge, so I had to spend like you know, a couple of days finishing the song, which ended up being fine, but um, that was still cool nonetheless. You didn't want to write American Pie, the, the American Pie version of the murder trial song? Right, I mean, right. come on now. I mean, yeah, that, seriously. That eight or nine, you, should, you, should, you need to, later on down the line, the extended version, 10 minutes total, 40 minute, or 10, five minute guitar solo in it, you know, really just get it going. I think that's I want to do that, dude. I, I want to write a ballad <laughs> for sure. Uh, and I, I think I could have turned that into one. I, it actually started out as the ballad of a Southern lawyer. And then it moved yeah. into the devil in the gavel and a, yeah. a, a rifle in a Bible is, is the other kind of rhyme there. So it just worked, man. You know, I love it. I love it. Man. Well, that's, that's, when we ask a lot about, you know, kind of the song spotlight, which is, which would be the devil in the gavel for this, you know, in case of our episode here, but like, yeah. you know, a lot of times like the people were like, yeah, the song really was easy because it just came out. And like, those are the ones I think that like, every songwriter tries to capture it's trying to find that one you know that like just you know just blows out of you and it you know, ends up being a pop you know a hit so it's hard what, um, you, you it's, yeah, try sure. to force yourself sometimes to do it and, and you can't you know i'm used to powering through things and sometimes you can't you gotta you gotta table them and come back to them you know yeah so you, know, you have you mentioned you have a couple other songs on spotify you know one yeah. song turned into two to three so with those other songs is it similar is there an event that's you know circumventing you know those or are they you know kind yeah. of a little bit different yeah the the second song is called highway 17 I, I think it's a song everybody can relate to it's about a highway in south carolina that i used to drive up up and down with my sister going to high school every morning so it's a nostalgic feel um all my songs are going to have big guitars in them I, I i love guitars i'm one of you can see on the wall i've got ted nugent peter frampton Jimi Hendrix, Van Halen, yeah. Allison Chains. I, I love love big guitars, man. So, um, you know, it's it's Highway 17 is a little bit nostalgic um, about you know kind of a past a past situation, which is is um, kind of easy to relate to with anybody. And then the the song that I that just came out is called Tethered Soul, and it's uh, a song I wanted to release stripped down. It's just me with an acoustic guitar and then piano in the background. And it's uh it's more about uh depression, drinking too much, bad situation that I, I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, but it, it's it's a lot deeper than than the other two, um mm -hmm. and a little more vulnerable. So um I'm kind of trying to cover my bases, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, who were some of the influences on your music? Like you you said to me like before we started, like you're hey. I'm not trying to be a country artist. You're not going to catch me talking about beer on the back porch or anything like that, but yeah. you're just so redneck that it comes out that way. So like, what, yeah. what, what are some of the people that have yeah. influenced you to kind of, 
you know, what, what are some of the things that you hope to, you know, people to take away and be like, man, you know, Jim Brown, when I hear him, like, this is what yeah. you, know, you should think of. Yeah. I mean, I, I love rock. I love, you know, grunge rock. I, I, I love Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots. Like that's where the roots are. Um, even some softer stuff after the grunge, like Hootie. Uh, I've heard I sound a little bit like Darius, that baritone kind of vocals, him and, and Eddie Vedder. Um, that that sort of style of music, Wallflowers, love the Wallflowers, that, that sort yeah. of feel. Um, but the lyrics come out country, like the stories I tell are a little more country. So um, I want to give it a good mix of the two. Uh, it's somewhere between rock and country. I guess it's Americana. Some people might call it country. Um, yeah. Either way, man, I, I just kind of want to tell a story and and have big guitars and a little bit of drums and some some bass in there. I love it. I love it. Well, that's good. You know, you mentioned yeah for Devil McGavel, you're about to release a video. So talk to me about you know that process of creating that, filming it. You know, who's in it? What's going yeah. on in it? What should we expect? Yeah, no. So it's actually for Tethered Soul. It's an acoustic. Tethered Soul. Okay. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, which is cool though it's actually it's the live take i wanted like that was the the point of the song was like part of me wanted to like wanted people to know that like i i can play like right like i think some people thought especially my hometown like this was a joke like that i i put a tiktok out and this song was i'm sure like you know you might too like what, what's he doing you know but like i'm actually a a, a trained guitarist right like i, I can play yeah. and so like I wanted to do a live take in the studio. This is a song stripped down, me playing like, you know, small edits on the vocals, but nothing on the guitar and just be able to kind of showcase what I'm able to do on the guitar, you know? I love it. I mean, like, I think yeah. that that's perfectly, you know, perfectly needed because you know, people, <laughs> people, I think maybe, maybe have one perception of you. Like, just like I walk in here and I go, Hey Jim, what the hell are you talking about? You got music. Yeah, you're right. A long, you're a long snapper. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're a football <laughs> yeah. player. You're way too goofy to be a musician. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Um, but what's funny is, you know, I'll tell the listeners, like, I look at Jim's Instagram and I see that he's playing a so far show. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, that's a you know small concert venue show here, you know, that happens a lot of places. Atlanta is one of the places that has them. And, you know, I think that, you know, I see him in the so far Houston sphere. So talk about that, man. Like, you know, you've, you've played live, you mentioned some covers, you mentioned some, you know, yeah. cover shows and getting to that point. So like, talk about the live kind of steps you've taken, um, you know, starting from the first little bit, you know, kind of just playing open mics to get to, you know, where you are today, where, you know, you're probably yeah. looking to book some shows, probably looking to get, get noticed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. man. So I, I was taking vocal lessons. We had a recital and I played at the recital and Stanton it was actually Stanton and his girlfriend, Emma were, uh and her parents were that were showed up and listened and that was in i think 2019 and uh honestly like I, I killed it i thought i killed it did a uh hurricane by the band the heathens and uh plush by stone temple pilots oh after that i was like i was like man i could like i could play live for events you know and so that that year i did um i did uh a new year's event um and then just started getting gigs, man. Uh, played a couple, played at this like uh, retirement home, a couple of parties there. And then uh, next thing you know, was playing bars at Edisto Beach. Uh, and then played some bars in Charleston, random shows. Um, a lot of places down at Edisto, Walterboro, et cetera. Uh, Columbia. Just playing around, man. Trying to figure it out. And then um, 
played actually played the House of Blues at the restaurant in in Houston, which was a lot of fun. Um, the Arbors and Round Top, which is like a uh, antique show out in Texas, really popular. Got to play out there. Um, yeah, and then I said, hey, I got to stop playing covers, man. Like I, you know, I got to I got to table that for a little while and let's let's put my stuff out there. You know, I asked another band about like playing covers and, you know, one of them is in, you know, one of them is in a popular, like, I think they, they do covers every now and I'm like, so how much, like, what's the difference? Would you ever, would you guys ever be open to putting them in your set? And he was like, no, because like, yeah. I don't get pumped up to play someone else's music. I yeah. get pumped up to play my music. So with your set, like, you know, I guess I would, I'd love to know what your cover set was. I'm always curious because like, yeah. whenever I hear somebody's just a musician, who is a musician who's playing, like, how do they pick that? What are they trying to, you know, I guess, is it, what, what are the, what's the feeling there? And then, you yeah. know, obviously, as you get into your, you know, what you want to build a set around now, like, you know, what is that, the kind of that transformation that's happened? Yeah, the sets used to be, um, <clears throat> used to be a lot of uh, rock and country, like popular, you know, party songs. Um, but with music theory, right, I always, I'd always merge songs. So I'd, I'd pick a key for uh, a cool one I did was White House Road by Tyler Childers with Shine by Collective Soul. I'd always merge those two songs together. Uh, you know, it's like, like would would merge the two songs, right? And would do that throughout the throughout the yeah. set list to kind of keep the crowd engaged, right? And then would always mix in my own songs when no one was listening so that I got comfortable playing my own right. songs in front of people, you know? And then it, now it's morphed into actually playing in front of people that want to lend an ear whereas before it was just you know drunk people at uh you know yeah. or whatever who weren't paying a, a bit of damn attention so it's kind of changed right like i i do my sets now um where people are listening but like all the playing all those cover songs like it really helped me now so that when yeah. i i do have people listening like I'm, I'm comfortable and if i miss a note or i'm i'm a bit off pitch like i can correct myself and and get back on track and nobody really catches it you know yeah. I mean, I bet it's just good reps getting out there and just like, all right, like exactly. we're going to play, we're going to play the same stuff and we're going to have a good set. And like, Hey, now, now you've got that in your mind. I like that. That's so, it, you know, for, for someone who hasn't had the pleasure or, you know, we're hoping to see you soon, you know, what, what's your, what's your dream tour or, you know, for right now, like, you know, what, what you'd want to uh, just start doing uh, and what, what do you want people to feel when they leave a set with you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's a, a constant battle I have, right? Like I, I, I want to take this as far as it'll go. Like, but I, I you know, I've said this, like, I, I'm not trying to be the next Chris Stapleton. I, I don't, I don't have huge dreams, but I, I do want to find a, a crowd that appreciates my own music. Like I, I really want that because I, I do feel like I, I write songs that can relate to everybody. Even, um, even if, you know, they, they might, maybe if, even if you don't think so, right. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I just want to find a good a good niche of audience that enjoys it and play to those people and just see where it goes. Yeah. What's the set like now? I mean, like, do we have, do you have, you said you got about eight songs. Um, yeah. When you're putting them together, if you if you were to play a show tomorrow, you got you got eight, you got to fill 40 minutes. I mean, like, what's, you know, how are you, how are you picking them? What's your, uh, you know. How are you gonna you know, yeah. determine what do you want to put in there? What do you not want to put in there? Yeah, so it depends, right? Like if it's a it's a it's just me. Like I love doing live looping. Um, I'll, I'll loop a couple of my own songs and do big solos. Um, I 
I'd probably do 12 to 15 of my own songs, uh, yeah, obviously some that aren't released. Um, I, I do some really cool covers of, of Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Little Wing, um, Riviera Paradise, like some some songs that are difficult to play. Um, yeah. I'd probably mix in a little a little Stone Temple Pilots, some uh, some roots, some some songs from the uh, Under the Influence, and uh, yeah, then I'd mix in the ones I just played and a couple more that are, are, will be released soon. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, we look forward to getting uh, getting you out oh, yeah. here, getting you getting you to a you know maybe a venue near us in, in That'd be Atlanta. Sweet. Um, be sweet. Yeah, I think like. I had uh, I had the pleasure of talking with Juliet uh, Rowe from Smith's Old Bar, and you know, you know, for any kind of artist who's up and coming, like you know, she was telling me she's like, it's really important to have Spotify up to date. Really important to have a website. Really important to have you know, she was kind of listed off these things that you know, she they look at. She's like, hey, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you five minutes, you know, and I'm gonna yeah. figure out you know whether you're you know right for Smiths or right for us, and and kind of go from there. And you know, I think I had a similar conversation with a Booker who does um some of the some of the other venues here in atlanta and like you know it's again all that stuff being in order like that's the you know, that's the ticket right there yeah, that I was think. my that's my battle like i you know when we were clemson like social media was such a no-no right and yeah so then i got done with it right and for three four years i i really didn't wasn't on social media at all and now yeah. like i i have to have it as a musician and it, it it's painful for me i don't like doing it um yeah. so i'm i'm kind of still like working through that and trying to put myself out there you know as best as i can so it's a work in progress, man. I love it. I love it. We're never finished. That's that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. That's the that's the the main thing. But as long as we're keeping those steps forward, I think yeah, that's dude. always good. That's but, it. That's it. Uh, you know, before I get all misty on you with some more daboisms, there, I want to make sure that we uh, get into Pete Peterson's party pack of questions. One questions right in a row. Jimbo, are you ready? Shoot him. Cake or pie? Cake. Salad or soup? Soup. Not a rabbit. Great. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Would you rather hit a home run or score a touchdown? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go home run. Oh. I'm going to go, switch it up. Uh, I'm going to go home run. Only because of intramural softball at Clemson just dropping bombs. I mean, there's nothing like a better feeling than dropping a bomb and some softball. I mean, that's for sure. That's right. Um, are you more likely to have a night in or night out nowadays? Right now, night in, 100%. 10 years ago, you know me. I was, I was yeah. always out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. When you do go out, though, I know you do still, or you hit that one of those 400 weddings you probably have gone to in your you know, mid-20s here. Sure. Are you more likely to do the robot or the worm when your jam comes on? Probably robot. All right. You don't want me getting on the floor, Grant. You do not. (laughs) You do not want that. Guac or queso at your Mexican spot? Queso, queso, one hundred percent, absolutely love it. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Okay. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dogs or cats? Cheap. Come on. Dogs. Dogs. Ah, you want to say? Oh man, that would be the first dog dog appearance I think on Indian history. There he is, love it, love it. Ninja or pirate? What do you like more? Ninja or pirate? Yeah, what are you more like? Pirate. Pirate. I mean, yeah. you lived in Charleston, so you might as well yeah. be a pirate. Gatorade or Powerade? Oh, we're, we're going Gatorade, dude. The orange. Do you remember how good the orange Gatorades were? We used to get after practice. 
Oh my god, dude! That was the best. That was the best drink in the whole world. When we get done and have those orange Gatorades at the table after practice. Dude, just I'm my, well. I'm, I mean, not I'm, for me because I wasn't really doing anything, but you were. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, sweat my ass off out there. Yeah. Um, toast or bagels in the morning? Bagels. Love it. Chips or pretzels? Ooh, pretzels. Ooh, all right. Yeah, pretzels. Fries or tots? Let's go. Let's go with fries here, Grant. I'm going to take fries. All right. I like it. I like it. TV or movie? What are you sitting down to relax Ooh. and watch? Oh, it's been movie recently. Yeah. Actually, no, I lied. I've been watching a ton of South Park lately. I forgot how good that show was. God, it's funny. Okay. All right. A little bit of TV. Right. Are aliens real, Jim? No. Oh, okay. Bigfoot. Is he real? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We're going no he's, he's right here, Grant. Yes, on Bigfoot. <laughs> Oh man, I mean, what a what a controversial statement. Yeah, Jim is love at first sight real. Sure. Okay. Sure. Who are two bands that we don't know that we ought to check out? Educate me, please. What what kind of genre? Maybe your friends, people you don't, people you you know you you know kind of in the community with. You mentioned somebody from Charles from a uh, check out earlier, but. Check out Grace Harrison from Houston, Texas. She is a singer-songwriter. She's very talented. She just released a couple of songs. Um, who else is out there that I've been listening to? Oh, I got a guy on, uh, I, follow, I follow on TikTok who is really good. Let me give you his name real quick. Yeah, Sam Gass. Sam Donald, and he is from Mississippi, and he has got some bangers on Spotify. He's uh, like he's got real metal influences. Sounds a lot like Chevelle, Breaking Benjamin, kind of deep drop C guitars, big growly guitars. But he writes country music, and he's good, dude. He's good. Check him out. Sam Donald and Grace Harrison. Love it. That's it. We will check them out. Well, you've completed Pete Peterson's party pack of questions, Jim. You destroyed it. Let's go, baby. Um, the video for Tethered Soul out this week. This week is May 9th. Um, also on Tethered Soul, I had a co-write a co-write on that song. Her name's Carlisle Griffith. She's in Nashville. Another independent artist. You should check her out. Carlisle Griffin. He's, he's throwing in a Throwing in the late, late round buzz for Sorry, but like she helped me co write that song. That's why I, I thought about it. Okay. All right. Check them out. You can go check out Sam Donald. Go check out Grace Harrison, Carlisle Griffin. This is Jim Brown. Go check his music out. Go follow him on Instagram. Let's go, Jim baby. B, Jim B Music. I don't know That's how you it. got that handle. How, I don't know how you swung that. Lucked up, um, I guess. I don't know. But unbelievable. Uh, and so, Check all his stuff out. He uh, former Clemson snapper and now turned into rock star Jim Brown. Thank you so much for Yo. coming on. The dude, I appreciate it, man. Great seeing you again, dude. Let's uh, yeah. let's not go this long without talking. Let's let's catch up soon, man. I love it. Next time I'm in Atlanta, I'll call yeah. you. Yeah, call me. We'll be there. Rock on, dude.